You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Listeners, get excited because today we have an awesome episode with none other than my girlfriend, Luz Garcia, where we are going to be talking about combining two things that are extremely important to us that have changed both of our lives in countless ways, in ways we never could have imagined when we first started exploring the world and doing yoga. We want to talk today about combining adventure and yoga and not just yoga itself, not just the practice of going and doing the physical asanas as they're called, but just being more mindful and having greater control over your mind, having greater control over your body, which is what it is all about. We're gonna talk about how traveling the world has changed our lives, how the practice of yoga and things that you can take from it to implement into your own life. And we have a very special announcement. No, don't worry, we're not getting married at this moment, but we are going to be leading a trip together. And I don't wanna divulge too much because I'd like you to listen to the episode, but let's just get the cat out of the bag now. We are going to be bringing a special group of people for yoga and an adventure to Machu Picchu in the Sacred Valley of Peru, a place that is very special to both of us, a place where I have been 10 times to Machu Picchu, where Luz uh, is actually from the Andes. She is from Chile, uh, just bordering Peru. And we're really excited about this episode. You're gonna get a lot out of it. And if you want to get involved in the community that we are building, we are trying to bring young people on a trip, really open to any ages, but 21 to 35. Although as Luz probably says in the upcoming episode that she's actually 36 and has been practicing yoga for almost 20 years. So anyway, Listen in, and if you want to check out the details of this trip, find out when it is, listen in, or you can go directly to under30experiences.com and check out Yoga in Peru and Machu Picchu. Get ready for an awesome episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I am your host, Matt Wilson, and today we are doing an in-person interview with none other than my girlfriend, Luz Garcia, who is trying to make me nervous and mess up. She is a yoga teacher certified with the Yoga Alliance. She has over 1,500 hours of yoga teacher training. She teaches a mix of Hatha Yoga, Vinyasa Yoga, Iyengar, Ashtanga. She has a certification in prenatal yoga, uh, restorative yoga. She is a detox colon hydrotherapist, reflexology reflexologist, uh-huh. fitness model, entrepreneur, and under 30 experiences, home yoga teacher. Home yoga teacher? House yoga teacher? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, English is your first language, so don't ask me. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to have to speak English this entire time, which is actually not a problem for you, but it is for me. Yeah. I would, mu- I, would, I would much rather... <laughs> speak Spanish when given the chance, but (laughs) you like to speak English a lot more. Yes, I like to practice. Cool. Um, So, I want to talk a little bit about basics of yoga and mindfulness. I want to get your story a little Mm bit, uh, how travel has impacted you because you've been traveling since a very young age. Yes. 
talk about an upcoming trip that we have uh-huh. to Machu Picchu. Aha, uh-huh. yes. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, no, I'm just ready for your questions. All right, this is going to be really <laughs> exciting. Uh, we can current if you can hear that in the background, guys. Those are the TT monkeys that have stopped into the studio <laughs> yes. here in Costa Rica. A beautiful view. I can count one, two, three, four, five, six at least. That Whoa. one just took a jump. Yes. Um, but let's get into it. So, yoga. Yoga. It's your specialty. Yes, it is. You have an insane amount of yoga teacher training hours. Yes. Now, most people probably go, oh, our woodpecker is back also. Okay, <laughs> I have to stop uh, nature watching while I'm doing this interview. That's not very polite of me. You have an insane number of yoga teacher hours, training yes. hours, mm-hmm. 1,500. Now, you go to your local studio down the street, most teachers have a 200-hour training. Yes. Some really good ones will have 500 hours. Mm-hmm. But you have cumulatively 1,500, tons of them. Why do you keep studying yoga? I keep studying yoga because I feel that I'm going to be a student forever. I mean, we have, you know, we have heard of that saying that you guys have, right? I, I want to keep learning. I want to, it's like a never-ending um thing going on all the things that are outside you know that I want to learn about so it's a humbling process because yes you can be a teacher and you have 1500 hours but what really you know gives those hours uh, like the intent like the um, weight is your practice it's your practice and how you t- it's not just my yoga practice but my teaching practice so um, you know, I, I want to keep learning and getting inspired by other teachers that have made such an impact in my life. Well, I feel that I want to always uh, bring that inspiration into my classes. Yeah, that's why I keep studying. And why yoga? Well, yoga um, has been for me like my life saver. Saver? <laughs> I started practicing yoga um, when I was around 19 or 18 as a way to really calm my anxiety. I, I was a very nervous uh, teenager. I had, I dealt with a lot of anxiety, depression, uh, body image issues. So a way to really connect and to embody my body uh, was uh, through yoga. So the practice of yoga helped me to connect with those parts that were like really, really blocked. Um, And I was able to really, you know, start to love myself with all those parts, you know. I think that's that's amazing. Can we tell everybody how old you are? I Um, know that's... Go ahead. I'm 36. (laughs) And you look like you are 20... Five, I'll say 25 to be nice, but you could pass for much younger. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And I, and I say that, of course, not just to flatter with you, flatter with you, flirt with you, and flatter you, uh, but also to say that that means you've been studying yoga for 18 years or something like that. Yes. So I think that's important to find out. And again, nothing against other yoga teachers, but you go to your regular class and you get someone who's been practicing for a couple years or who has been teaching for a year, a new teacher. And this is amazing. Don't get me wrong. And I don't mean to sound like a yoga snob because I get to take your classes all the time, but it doesn't, you, your teacher does matter. Um, I think that's a, something that maybe we could discuss. You have lots of favorite teachers, of Mm -hmm. course. Um, But something that someone told me once was, don't worry about the style of yoga or don't worry about, don't worry about, what did they say? Basically, they just told me to go and find a teacher that you love and follow that teacher. Exactly. 
Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a little, I guess, an analogy for our relationship. I took it quite literally, apparently, but um, and also, oh god. Um, so yeah, tell me about yoga teachers because if anybody else out there is listening, and it doesn't matter for what they practice, if it's yoga, if it's meditation, whatever, that that's okay. But if you can go and follow someone who you want to emulate, who you want to be like, who you like their teaching, I think that's very important, wouldn't you say? Totally. I mean, a teacher is going to either open the door for you to practice or if, you know, if maybe the teacher is not as inspiring as you wanted it to be or it didn't cause, like, the good impression for you, like, probably those people are are most, uh, uh, how can I say it, are, are, aren't going to come back, you know, like, or it's going to take them, like, uh, more time to find a teacher that they really like. The thing is that the teacher, how you treat your students, how you, hey, if you smile to them, is to, if you acknowledge them with kindness, with love, I see all of you, right? I really like to like be there present for them. That first impression, I think, is just so important. It either opens the door for people to come to your classes or it closes it, you know? What else should people look for in a yoga teacher? Well, I think, you know, that that connection uh, with the practice. And it's not just about the alignment or how well you teach your students, you know, where your knee has to go or your shoulders level or relax the tongue. That is that a classic <laughs> of mine. Which is so which is so important, <laughs> right? If you're going to a yoga class right now and it seems dangerous or the teacher's pushing you to places where you don't want to be, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, you need to dial it back. You need to be careful because it's your body, it's your practice, but uh-huh. also the teacher should really be evaluated because you don't need to get hurt in class. Of course. I mean, I think teachers have to, you know, have charisma. Um, those who doesn't have the charisma <laughs> have their, you know, the good teaching. But I think personally, like, when I when I follow a teacher, of course I want to follow because they inspired me. They have knowledge, right? They're loving and caring and they really practice what they have studied, you know, like, if not, where is the soul, where is the passion, right? So I would take a teacher that, of course, knows about the alignment, about anatomy, about, you know, uh, the med- med- meditation techniques, about the yoga sutras, you know, that kind, that I know that they are knowledgeable. But, of course, the other side is so important, too. Charisma. And to me, now in this part, not this time, while well, I've been practicing for so long, spirituality is, is a must in a teacher, you know, like it's what makes the practice uh, and take it to the next level. level. Okay, could you, um, there's a couple questions I want to ask. One is, uh, well, let's, let's talk about the spiritual part for a second mm-hmm. so that if people out there don't quite understand what does yoga have to do with spirituality? Is it a religion? Mm-hmm. Is it a cult? Can you clear that up with what you might be connecting with while you're practicing yoga? Well, yoga, as you guys might know, if you are into yoga or those who doesn't know, is yoga means union, you know? So we live in, the, in, a, you know, in a world where everything is uh, focused on the exterior things. And in your mind, how good you are at your job, you know, how many, re- how many books have you read, blah, blah, blah. And of course, how we look like, if we are like this, or if we're like that, or we're hair is like that. So, but we don't really acknowledge that call of the soul, that call of the heart. You know, like we stay in these outside things, outsider things, and we don't look inside. Like, because it's so difficult to look inside and realize how much, excuse me the word, guys, shit, we have inside. We rather focus in the exterior and try, we try to fix everything 
through the extern uh, externally. But to us, it's really difficult to look deep inside and to see, wow, okay, I really need to be, to do a change. And that change comes within. So yoga brings that spirituality because you have to look deep within and find the love that you have for yourself, find the love that you have for others. Or if you're really kind to yourself, yoga is all about kindness. Yoga is not about how good you do the handstand or whatever. You know, it's how good you get to love and connect to yourself. That's, that's really cool. And if someone's trying to take their practice to the next level, as you yeah. were saying earlier, you've been to a bunch of, say you've been to a bunch of classes and you really like it, but you want to, you want to learn more because you get a two minute little chat in the beginning and then you might get 45 minutes, mm -hmm. an hour, 90 minutes max of a practice and then you go home. How can people take their practice to the next level? I think it's just that comes naturally, you know, like when someone is interested in yoga and it makes it part of their life, not just on the yoga mat, right, when you take a class, but if they bring it, they're going to realize, oh, like they're going to become more mindful of their thoughts, of the, their posture. Oh, well, I'm slugging. Slugging? Slashing? Uh, slouching. Uh, slouching. There we go. Why, why am I slouching? Why am I repeating this negative thought like a broken record all day? Or why am I keep eating this stuff when I know that hurts my stomach? So the peop, you know, the person that practices yoga is going to come a point where you, it's just, it's going to be part of your life. You know, it's like, uh, I don't think people, people naturally are going to look for ways to connect with it every little part of your day, every second of your day, because they're going to just feel at ease and at a peace with themselves. So I think that is what, uh, you know, the practice of yoga uh, is going to be when you take it to the next level, you know. It's okay, so... If somebody out there is listening and they're saying, wait a second, I thought yoga was just about handstands or I thought yoga was just about stretching or someone, someone's out there saying, oh, I'm not flexible. I could never do yoga. Could you explain how A, that has very little to do with yoga and maybe you don't have to go and rattle off the eight limbs of yoga here, but can you talk about how the practice might start in the physical body? Yeah. But that's only one limb of yoga. Exactly. So we live in a physical world, so a, a way to tame the mind is through the body. So we practice yoga as a way to let go all that, you know, like um, energy that we have in our body that doesn't allow allowed us to go inside and focus on ourselves, right? So like we get, when, when you go for a run, it's like the same thing. Ashtanga yoga started as a way to train kids in India that were like, they didn't behave well at school, you know? So they needed to do like this literally very military, very yeah, military practice. Uh-huh. So they would, you know, focus. It became a training for warriors, didn't it? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So they did this training, right, um, to really calm the mind so they could connect uh, with something that was not just in the mind or in, our, in the body, but that, goes, that, goes be, that went beyond that, right? Okay, so someone does some physical asanas, as they're called in yoga. These yeah. are, you know downward dog and happy baby and whatever they all have sanskrit names as well so someone begins to do that and then talk about the mental effects could you please yeah. so okay as you said we start first with the body because it's the thing that we have more it's, it's like it's what we have right it's like it's right here right there so we start with the body as a way to calm the mind Uh, yoga is a breathing meditation, so in every step you give, you have to be so focused to not fall or to 
focus to remember to breathe that you don't really have any other chance to think of anything else. You know, it's like, to me, every time I practice and when thoughts want to come, it's just I realize, no, I have to be here because if not, you know, probably I'm going to, I don't know, twist my ankle or whatever. And, you know, so that's what does to your mind. It actually kind of help it, help it to focus in the present moment. Okay, and then if we're... I don't know all the limbs of yoga off the top of my head, but, um, you know, the next one I, I think is your breath. Yes, and so then, Okay, so then you start to anchor your breath and the you're starting to become in tune, more in tune with the world around you. And you're also gaining the physiological effects from proper breathing. And I know we could do a whole entire podcast on proper breathing. uh, But could you explain the importance of, you know, most people and including myself Mm -hmm. really until I practiced yoga for years and I really didn't quite understand the breath and I'm still learning. Could you talk about the important, why if somebody's out there and like, well, I just breathe. This just happened natural, naturally. Could you maybe talk about why it's not as easy as it sounds well yes well yoga is all about breathing right so yoga teaches you how to breathe you know in the stress like in the the life everyday everyday life mm-hmm. how say, yeah uh, we forget to breathe when we are on the phone we're waiting for I don't know, someone, when we are late for work, I don't know. <laughs> you yeah, know when we're stressed. When we're stressed, we forget to breathe. So yoga teaches you to connect not just with your, you know, your physical body, but also with your organs. How do you breathe? How and it's a very shallow breath. You know, when, when, because people are probably thinking, what do you mean I forget to breathe? Okay, you don't maybe forget completely to breathe, but all of a sudden you're just doing shallow breaths in your chest instead of a deep, deep breath. profound yeah. breath. So, you know, when we forget, we're really focused on something and we are stressed, right? Like, for example, at work, we, we're usually like, our tongue is up, curl up in the mouth, and we're not breathing. So I'm pretty sure you guys out there can feel identified with that situation in a stressful situation, right? So yoga basically teaches to, to, okay, connect with our body, but not just, oh, I, I can be super flexible, but also while we stretch the body, we also stretch the muscle that's around the the thoracic thoracic, uh, thoracic cavity, cavity, thoracic cavity, right? So we can breathe more. Yoga. The first thing when I when we start a class, I would say, okay, close your eyes and begin to just observe your breath, you know, and see how it is without uh, really changing it. But then later, uh, I would say. Where, where uh, start breathing a little bit more deep, see how it feels, expand your lungs, allow your belly to expand, you know, allow your shoulders to move, you know, it's, it's fluid. And I think that today, with the pressure that we have to have flat bellies and all that, we forget to expand the belly when we breathe, we forget to be, um, you know, like kind with our body while we're practicing. I think that yoga teaches us to be present with our bodies, present with ourselves, present how we breathe, present on how how I'm what I'm thinking. Is it something that is actually helping me to stay happy, or is it something that is helping that is bringing me down? You know, so yeah. So while you are on your mat, uh-huh. you are literally practicing. Yes. For real life, is that correct? Of course, yeah. I mean, uh, the mat is like a little, a small version of life. You know, like you're going to fall there, you're going to laugh, your ego is going to, oh no, why can't do this handstand? Or why can't I do this pose? And so, why can't I touch the floor? What? Why 
kind of catch my little toes. That's so unfair, right? The ego is going to... But it's the same thing happens to us in real life. You know, like we, we struggle, you know, we struggle and we have to, uh, you know, stand up again when we fall and continue practicing. And if we need to sit down and cut up our, uh, cut our breath, how is it? Catch our breath. Catch our breath. We have to do that. So yoga is like, has been for me the best teacher and it keeps that's why I'm always studying right because you know it's I keep learning and a teacher should never stop studying you know if it really wants to uh, share uh, the best to their to her or his students right I mean that's the way I feel (laughs) sure no I mean that's that's amazing so as you start to practice you're going to start to feel different things within your body. So you're practicing and you're just starting to let go of that stress, let go yeah. of that tension. You're focusing more on your breath. You're mm-hmm. starting to develop a clear mind yeah. and not be so scatterbrained as I used to be really bad scatterbrained. Uh, yoga and meditation has helped tremendously mm-hmm. fixing my diet has helped tremendously still when I'm having kind of a tough day I'm still a little scatterbrained and that's that's something that I struggle with but if I just remember to take some deep breaths if I physically sometimes I do go to my mat I mean you're pretty familiar with my my routine at this mm-hmm. point is yeah I will just roll out on a lacrosse ball yeah. right and that's not necessarily yoga it could be it could be a type of yoga actually you have a certification yeah. in actually that very thing but I don't think of it as the yoga that most people think about so could you define yoga a little bit more? And I don't mean something that you've maybe read in a book, but it could yoga be anything that makes you more present? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you, because we are now in a physical body, yoga, what does is like, first of all, you recognize that you have a body, that you are inside of a body that has limits, right? That we, we cannot do or reach for stuff, you know, while practicing. And first, you know, we embody our body. So first is that. Then we connect with our breath. Our breath is our anchor. So breathing, even when you are in your practice, you know, and you start thinking and all these thoughts come, you focus on your breath. And you keep practicing that, focusing on your breath, staying present in your mat not in what you're going to have to do later or what, or what happened before. Use your breath. Your breath is your anchor. So yoga you, it starts to unify, and we know that the meaning of yoga is union, you know? So, okay, my body, my breath. My breath calms my mind, right? So it's my body, my mind. And then when these two has connected, we're going to feel, oh, I can feel my heart too, or soul, or whatever we you can you call it, right? So you're gonna find like this triangle that is unifying not just your physical body with your mind, but it's taking you beyond that. Oh, what what is that that I know that's infinite? You know what is that that I know that is just that I know that is love, right? That I know that. I'm connecting with my practice. What is that? So I think that the yoga practice, you might start because you want to get stronger, because you want to, I don't know, get healthier, uh, lose weight, I don't know. But that's the very tip of the iceberg. When you start practicing, as you start practicing, you're going to realize that the physical is just the first layer. And then you're going to go wow, you're going to find that your mind is more calm, that you're going to be more able to listen to a person when it's talking, that you are going to be more focused while studying, while doing work, 
while doing the dishes, you know? So you're going to start enjoying those things. And then, you know, at some point of your practice, I think, I mean, that's what has happened to many of, you know, friends, teachers, that at the beginning, their practice were were not spiritually at all, spiritual at all, then at some point turn into something beyond their bodies and beyond their minds, you know? I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's very well said. Very well said. Uh, can we talk a little bit more about this buzzword that is mindfulness a little mm -hmm. bit because you see it everywhere from the cover of Cosmo magazine, <laughs> right? right? Right next to six quick tips to a blowjob. <laughs> you have, you have mindfulness, right? So it's everywhere, yeah. you know, it's, and maybe it's not over you. It, yeah. I'm sure it's very overused. Could you talk about what that actually means? Yeah. I think mindfulness is all about, okay, this is the typical word, right? Being present. But to be present, we need to let go of resistance. So I think mindfulness only comes when we, okay, we let go of this resistance to be present with ourselves. When we let go of this resistance to maybe, oh, go deep within ourselves and find that there are things that we don't like that there are things that we know, that we keep doing, that they're holding us back. So, to me, mindfulness is leaving the resistance in the past and allowing yourself to step in the zone where just you're present with kindness and with love with yourself. Because that's the only way that we can actually really allow others in our life and be kind and loving to them so mindfulness is like yeah you're present and you're present because you have let go the resistance to be with yourself and you just start to become more aware exactly. you start to become more aware of yourself your own mind exactly. your chatter that I was referring to as being scatterbrained. Yeah. Um, you start to become aware of your habits. Totally. You start to become aware of how the world around you works. Once you get centered within yourself, you start to look to the external mm -hmm. much differently. Totally. Totally. Because you know that, wow, when you open that area of your brain, it's like, I, you know, different, uh, um, how do you say, neuronal uh, Neural pathways. pathways. Yeah, thank you. Um, open, too. So it's like you start working another area of your brain with mindfulness. Like, wow, you're going to become even more smart <laughs> because you're going to start opening areas of your brain that before weren't there or maybe that they, of course were there but they weren't working as much they were lazy so with mindfulness everything changes you know you want to bring the, your mindfulness to everything you do in your life you know um you're going to start to you know oh how do i prepare my tea why do i eat this when i'm anxious or why i'm you know, I feel like this when I'm in front of someone. Why do I feel insecure? You know, like, what is this that, I don't know. Like, you start bringing that mindfulness to get to know yourself better. I think that's first. And then you realize, oh, um, you're going to start noticing that maybe you appreciate more nature. Maybe that you feel much more connected with the sky with oh you start watching the flowers something that you never did before because you didn't have time well now you're mindful that you you're gonna make the time for yourself to appreciate little things right and that you don't have to rush to work right that you can take it's okay if you take just little minutes right to appreciate you know 
whatever you want to appreciate and then go. It's like yoga is a mindfulness because yoga is a moving meditation. Meditation brings you to be mindful, right? Um, You allow yourself to start really living, you know? Instead of just being in the mind and in the body, mindfulness allows you to be fully, completely with yourself in this space, present, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I really like how you laid that out uh-huh. because Thanks. you're very, you're very <laughs> welcome. Uh, and I like how you laid that out and I resonate so much with that story which by the time this podcast goes out, I think my listeners will know about my series that I want to do about my own personal evolution, where I talk about literally in 2011, I walked into a New York sports club Mm -hmm. to try out a yoga class because I wanted to something to do on the days where I wasn't lifting weights. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, whoa, this is really relaxing. Yeah. And I said, I'm way too stressed. I was at just my max stress level at that point in my life, uh, trying to make my first business work. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa, that's, that's really nice. I really <laughs> need to do more of this. And then you were, yeah. You went for the Shavasana. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. I did. But then I started to, it started to open me up to new ideas. Yeah. And I started to read some books on the subject. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I kind of get what meditation is. I mm-hmm. kind of don't understand it. But I started to go through that and I became more aware. And some of the first things that I did was Uh, try to let go of some of the anger that I had from years and years of holding it Mm -hmm. in. And um, I became, yes, more mindful. And then it just became like a snowball Mm -hmm. effect where I started just seeing how the world really worked. Uh, And it went and I started to travel and that set me on a completely different path. And so, yeah, so I love how you, you lay out that progression and I'm going to have some uh, experimental in between episodes where I'm just going to talk about what I learned Mm -hmm. uh, and the travel that correlated with it and the practices that I did so that other people can, can learn about them. But I, I completely see how that progression works. And you know what? I've noticed myself that travel and yoga are very, very similar. I mean, they have that power to transform you, you know, like they open your mind. They bring you up to appreciate the little things, right? When you are practicing yoga, you know, you start noticing, as I said before, the birds, the flowers, or I don't know, little stuff. And then when you travel, wow, it's a different culture. So you start noticing, wow, that's super interesting how they prepare their food or how they have their dress, right? Or how they talk. So it's like, uh, to me personally, yoga and travel like are transformational experiences, right? Experiences. While combined, they're like a superpower, you know, like they can really... Uh, they can really change your life, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, I am glad that you think so. And for me, mm-hmm. what I've been able to observe is that it all comes down to people being present. Mm-hmm. Because when you're going through your day-to-day life and you're bored, your mind just kind of wanders and you're somewhere else. You know, if, if you're out there and you have a job or you have to stay in an office and someone tells you what to do mm-hmm. every day and it's the same old, same old, you're probably daydreaming about being somewhere else. Or when you're stressed out, you're totally. thinking about other things. So oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. But when you were standing in front of a waterfall in mm-hmm. Costa Rica... You're just blown away by the natural beauty and you're nowhere else. You're not thinking about that project for your boss. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. That doesn't matter. So 
then well, you know where when you go to Bali and you see a completely different culture, this incredible yeah. form of uh, Balinese Hinduism yes. and all of their practices, and you've never seen anything like this in your life, and you're looking around like, whoa! You're not thinking about your text messages. You're not wondering. Probably not. Right. Probably not. And probably not because you know the culture is just you know embraces you. And it's so captivating, you know, like, you know, yeah, it's like, it's the same, it's exactly the same thing, that yoga, but in a different way. So, you know, it opens your mind, it, it opens you, to, it brings you out of your comfort zone. Yoga and travel do the same thing. You have to, oh, probably sleep in, your, in, a, in a bed that is not yours and you don't like that, or you have to share a room. With someone, and you may don't want that. I don't know. Yoga brings you out of the comfort zone as well. Oh, I'm sweating. Oh, you know, like you feel like all these emotions, sensations, blah blah blah. Oh, I shouldn't be here. This is so uncomfortable. You know. So, yeah. To me, I think you know, with experience that I have had uh, traveling and my yoga practice, like they have a very similar potent. Uh, transformative is that sure. work? Yeah, I like effect, and I think when combined, right? If you combine yoga and traveling, you know, <laughs> like in my yoga retreats, and we're just gonna say it, right? When both combined, you know, the transformation can be mm, absolutely amazing. I mean. Yeah, and, and you've seen this effect on yourself. Totally. I mean, that's why I started doing what I'm doing, combining the traveling with the yoga. Abs absolutely. Um, and we can get into the details, of course, of the retreat, but I wanted to go back to something you said about resistance. Yes. Now, I think if you've been listening to the Live Different podcast for a while, you've heard about getting out of your comfort zone quite a bit. Yeah. But... Could you maybe talk about personally how, even though you have these 1,500 hours of yoga teacher training, right, you still feel resistance? Totally. I mean... And what could you define resistance? What do you mean by these kind of fluffy words? You know what I mean? They're like... Yeah. Sometimes they're like new age words where... Yeah. You know? Resistance is just fear. You know, resistance is fear to become the best version of yourself is resistance to you know when you come out of your comfort zone this is the first step that you you leave resistance back right so you can grow but when you are attached to that comfort zone because you are scared you're so frightened you know because you don't really know what is going to happen if you you know travel if you move to another country, if you start studying another career, I don't know, like, or if you start doing the job that you really love, you know, that resistance is, oh, no, I'm going to keep in the same job I have, you know, I'm going to stay there, I'm, or I'm just going to keep doing the same uh, thing because I know it's safe, right? You know, like, resistance is... Is that you know like resistance is just pure fear to not allow yourself to really live the life that you are called to live because this is not what we want to do I think that it's a higher purpose underneath you know that even when I want to this is what I want to do I feel that there is a higher reason you know a bigger reason uh, I want I want to do this but I'm pretty sure that you know, uh, I'm going to go with my woo-woo things, but I'm pretty sure the universe, God, the love, whatever you guys call it, is is underneath all of that, you know, like there is a big mission. So, yeah, resistance is letting go the fear so you can conquer your mission and you just need to show up. Even when you are like shitting your pants, you know, like sometimes I'm just, I'm not sometimes. Like, every time I have to teach a class, I get anxious, you know? Why? Because, yeah, I'm coming out of my comfort zone. I'm staying in front of the group of people that might, you know, 
I'm just gonna be speaking so they might be judging me they may, may be saying I don't know stuff inside the heart or I didn't understand so like I feel that just having to teach my classes and really go in front of all these people right has been the um, the most biggest um power against my resistance every time I show up even when I'm like I'm not gonna go I'm calling I'm not gonna go <laughs> and then I show up even when I'm like I don't want to you know like and I show up like the magic happens magic happens and that magic is real and I want to uh, you know my friend Ashley um, Ashling yes 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 hello my friend we did the, the 300 hour together at yoga wars and she's from ireland and while we were living in new york she was like like always telling me when you're not feeling like you do that that you want to do it just go and do it don't think so much about it just do it and i was like oh you're my hero I, I want to have that strength, but sometimes, you know, resistance can really play against us, you know, because we, we feel this fear or insecurity, maybe that we're not good enough, all this mental uh, trash, right? So I think that showing up, it's, and just do it, and the, ma the magic will happen for sure. That's my mantra, just show up. <laughs> <laughs> just show up. Would you like to talk about your personal story, how you came to be where you are today, living in Costa Rica, teaching your own yoga retreats, doing the things that you always wanted to do, traveling the world. Literally yeah. tomorrow, you're getting on a plane yeah. and flying to Bali yeah. to teach a retreat with under 30 experiences. Yes. You're going to be at the world famous yoga barn. <laughs> uh, you get to live with monkeys in your backyard. <laughs> I mean, deep, but it wasn't always that way for you. And you had to use every bit of what you learned yeah. in those 1500 hours to get to where you are today. Totally. I mean, I took the leap of faith. You know, like I jump into the pool. I started practicing yoga as a way to heal myself, as a, as a way to heal my anxiety. I suffer from anxiety, depression, you know, all this stuff. Uh, growing up was really, really tough for me, you know, and, I, and yoga was my lifesaver, you know. So um, I, am, I am, you know, I started doing all this because it was an early call for me. You know, um, and um, I started practicing this and doing yoga, um, as I say, to really connect with the love that I felt that I didn't have for myself. You know, and uh, and as a, at the very early age, I knew that my mission here was. It was not being a doctor, was not being a lawyer, like my dad wanted. <laughs> was like, well, dad, you know, I think I'm going to study to be a reflexologist. So you guys can imagine, I don't know, 20 years ago. No, I'm 36. Yeah, like 19 years ago in Chile. Like I come from a very traditional Catholic family, like no tattoos allowed or anything like that. Mm. I was a weirdo because I have tattoos and all that stuff, right? And so it was difficult for me to grow up in that kind of environment. And when my big brother is a priest, you know, where they are all engineers and they have all these um, diplomas and all this stuff. And I wanted to be a reflexologist. So my mom and my dad wanted to know what, what is reflexology. <laughs> and uh, so it's actually, uh, you know, an uh, alternative type of medicine that where you, you know, press the reflex points that you have in your hand and feet as a way to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the one that helps you to relax and it helps the body uh, to really connect with that healing energy. I mean, we, our bodies have the energy, 
has have the power, the knowledge. Our bodies like come from nature, and nature is so savvy, right? Well, our bodies have that own wisdom. So reflexology is a way to, you know, um, activate that wisdom in our body. We activate the organs that go there, remove the toxins, you know, um, and to connect with ourselves. So I knew that my path was not the traditional one. Uh, my parents, of course, freaked out. And, but I, I continued with that. And I became a vegetarian. I became vegan. Um, I was a complete vegan for four years. And it was difficult. Like, it was difficult. My family were asking, like, where's the protein? And all these questions, right? Where do you don't eat meat, you know? Um, but I think at one point they understood that this was me, you know, it was not me trying to go against the rules. It was just the way I was, you know, I am, right? So, uh, so from there I, I went to university, to college, and I studied in a very non-traditional university in Chile. Communist. <laughs> a communist one. And I, I come from a family that you know, was not that. So like, but I wanted to explore, I wanted to see the world and I wanted to learn, you know, like how we're supposed to learn. Like books don't really have the knowledge. There are those, I mean, they sorry, no, they have knowledge, but they, the, the one that makes an impact on you is real life. It's like experiencing things, right? And that's wisdom. That's, that's true. Exactly. Exactly, you own it like you exactly. You know how it is because you lived it, right? You experienced it. So, um, what? True, true story. Luz sent a picture of her and Fidel Castro (laughs) from La Havana, Mm -hmm. Cuba, where she went and studied and sent it back to her parents and. Any any Latin American parents are absolutely terrified of communism, as I'm sure North American parents are terrified of communism. Communism, if they went through the Red Scare. Yeah. Anyways, that was yeah, that was that was crazy experience, and uh, but awesome as well. So, um, yeah, I started yoga to help heal myself, to help understand myself. Because, you know, growing up was very tough. I went through a very a traumatic experience at a very early, I would say, not childhood, but when I was around eight. So to me, that changes things. And it changed, like, it really brought me inside, you know. And when I reached a point where I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, find any peace, I found the yoga, I found reflexology, I found uh, that the way I ate, like, it really affected me. Uh, so I needed to be super mindful, you know? So I feel that then after studying uh, to become a choreographer, a ballet dancer, um, I, re- I, go- I was so injured as well. So I like, okay, I need to uh, freeze uh, my career I'm going to start studying yoga to see uh, how what is this because while I was uh, at university I had to take three classes of Ashtanga yoga a week it was part of the training so it's not that I could miss a class it's part in- of your ballet training exactly so that hooked me into yoga and from there like I knew that okay yoga like literally has everything I want to do so and I that I've been working on on doing you know with life so um yeah that's amazing it's amazing so we're coming up towards the end of the hour mm-hmm. I think we should talk a little bit about our big announcements mm-hmm. Louis and I are going to be co-leading Ooh. a trip <laughs> to Peru uh-huh. and Machu Picchu uh-huh. together next 
July mm-hmm. 2018. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a yoga retreat. Yoga retreat. Some adventure mixed in for all of the thrill seekers. Yeah. Uh, but it's really more than adventure. It's going to be cultural experience. Yeah. Going to Peru. Seeing Cusco. Going to Machu Picchu. Yeah. Connecting with yourselves and the Andes Mountains, which are located... We're going to be in the Sacred Valley. Yeah. Where the indigenous people, the descendants of the Incas, the yeah. Quechua, yeah. still live there today, still uh, farm the land with their ancient farming practices, and they have so much respect for those mountains. They literally pray to the mountains. Pachamama, Mother Earth, the Apus. The Apus. The Apus are the mountains. Pachamama is Mother Earth. So, yeah, we're doing this retreat together um, because we have work and, you know, in ourselves through yoga, meditation, um, breathing exercises, traveling, blah, blah, blah. But we really want to share this with this uh, with you guys. And this is not just okay yoga, and uh, we're gonna get to visit some you know tur- tourist places. No, we're also you know going deeper, like uh, and trying different things. Right? We have um, a Mother Earth healing ceremony that is like a traditional ceremony that the Incas. Uh, do to receive foreigners uh, in their place to receive to let them connect to allow them to connect with Mother Earth because they respect her so much that the first welcome is to okay you are welcome right but right you have to connect and admire Mother Earth you know because it's sacred for us right so we have that we have also the healing music uh, medicine um, session with two very good friends of mine that I met in my last trip. They're absolutely amazing. They're uh, Guillermo and Marta from Malquicuna. And they play these amazing instruments. She sings like an angel. And this is a very like powerful experience that is gonna help you guys to relax like it's like a trip without taking any drugs so don't get so so excited but it's like a really a way you know like to let go the mind and just listen to the sounds and help you guys to really go into a, a meditation so there are different things right this is taking under uh, under third experiences trips to a next the next level we want to really make you know, a difference. We want to not just uh, go places, but we want you guys to go places and also go within yourself. But it's in there. You might find like a universe, worlds of infinite amazingness. So these trips are designed for this. And of course, I'm going to be teaching yoga, but they're they're gonna, it's going to be much more than that. It's not the yoga. It's not the beautiful place that we're going to be visiting. It's not that we end actually hiking um, Machu Picchu the last, the last day. But it's also, uh, it might sound super, I don't know what's the word in English, but it's, a, it's like a, a, a trip to for yourself to go within yourself, you know, like and try these th- things probably... A lot out of your comfort zone uh, to, yeah, to see what's in there. And to really connect with the place. Yes. Not just going and checking the boxes. Mm, oh, saw exactly. one of the new seven wonders of the world, Machu Picchu. No, I mean, you're doing rituals that people have done yeah. in the Andes for thousands of years. Uh, Temascal, I forgot, and the coca leaves uh, reading. Cacao ceremony. The cacao ceremony. So there's the tons of amazing things that you can do. Again, it's a seven-day, six-night trip. And very important to note, this is an under-30 experiences trip, which are designed for people ages 21 to 35, but, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not 35 school. anymore. Was she crying? 
I mean, That's she's 36, so make your own call. <laughs> yes, I'm 36, but every age, I mean, you said. You're welcome to come on the trip. Yes. We are an inclusive group, not yes. an exclusive group. So if this sounds like something that you want to get involved with, check out under30experiences.com. Mm -hmm. Look for the Peru Machu Picchu yoga trip on our uh -huh. site. You can email me directly, matt at under30experiences.com. Uh, if you'd like to, I tried to get Luz to do a video interview with me. <laughs> we will do some in the future because she's yes. breathtakingly beautiful. <laughs> if no. you couldn't tell how beautiful she is on the inside, Aww. she is incredibly beautiful as well on the outside. Thank you. You, you two are beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you can follow her on Instagram mm -hmm. at Luz, L-U-Z, Yoga Geek. Luz Yoga Geek. Luz mm -hmm. means light in Spanish, which that is her real name, oh. amazingly, mm -hmm. for a yoga teacher. I think it's perfect. <laughs> and uh, check it out if you want to come. I really enjoyed this conversation do you have anything else you'd like to add no i really enjoyed this conversation too thank you for inviting me to your podcast you know there have been so many inspiring yeah so many inspiring people and uh yeah so it's like such an honor that you wanted me to share a little bit what i do where i come from what i've done uh to you know invite people to our retreats thank you so much i think we should go and make love Right. Now. You're right. You're right. No. Ciao, guys. Ciao. <laughs> Yo, Live Different Podcast listeners, you know what to do. You love the episode. If you listened this far, go to iTunes. Show us some love. Please, that's all we ask. A little five-star review. Just a little review. That's all we need. Send it to a friend who needs to get their ass in gear. We're trying to go do good work here and we need your help. Hey, you know what? Special offer. Send me an email personally. I will write back matt at under30experiences.com. I want to know your feedback and then I want to meet you in person. Maybe our yoga retreat, maybe our fitness retreat. Who knows? Check out under30experiences.com. Go do something awesome with your life.